Hello and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. Thank you for joining me today. Um, it is Thursday and we are the month of May and I hope you're having a great time. So today's episode is called Leprosy Colonies. If you ask me why is it you're, you're harping on these topics, because it's important. This is the source of all problems uh, that transferred onto the Indian subcontinent and we have to understand the source in order to understand the problems of today. Um, and so we have to talk about this, how this evolved, and we'll move onwards from there. Um, so let's just say, if you look at your map, and you look at um, the ancient world, all the way from the Western Sahara, all the way up to Indonesia, Malaysia, these were all a Vedic belt. Okay, this was a Vedic belt. There was no... Um, there was no uh, break in this. People were nomads, so there were no borders or border checkpoint posts, none of the above. People were nomads. They moved from one land to the other land, just moved and moved and moved, migrated, immigrated, and settled down wherever there was agriculture, work, food, and that meant um, that meant trade and commerce. And so... Um, this the whole land was Vedic, okay. This this is what I call a Vedic belt, all the way from Western Sahara, uh, all the way to Malaysia, and you will see very clearly a lot of swastikas in the culture in in ancient um, archaeology uh, paintings, uh, ancient temples converted into mosques. You can go to Iraq. Iran, sorry about that, Iraq, Iran, you'll see swastikas, sorry, not Iraq, Iran, uh, you'll see swastikas in their culture, uh, Egypt, um, should I say, Ethiopia, just Google swastikas all around the world and you will see, uh, you will see swastikas in the Vedic belt. Uh, about 9,000 years ago, this land became desert, the, mid the Middle Eastern desert, about 8,000 well, between eight and nine thousand, maybe a little less. Um, this the Middle Eastern desert. Within about two to three hundred years, it went from uh, tropical forest to desert. As a result of which, the civilization disappeared. And because of the civilization that disappeared, uh, there was no more society, no more, uh, no more um, um, hospitals, no more urban life, no more um, universities, no more schooling. It was just barren land. However, some things don't change, and that's a ge geology. So your climate can change, geography doesn't change, uh, but the flora and fauna on the top will, will be defined by the climate. So it went from tropical forest to uh, desert. So yeah, the flora and fauna are going to change. The society on the top is going to change. The food chain is going to change. But one thing that doesn't change is the geology. Not so fast. It takes millions of years. So the most important aspect of the Middle East is a fault line. The fault line that goes from north, from south to north, and and we've spoken about this before. It runs through the Sinai Desert into uh, in yes through the Sinai Desert up through the Levant uh, and Greece and the Southern Mediterranean. So absolutely you see a fault line now fault line is two tectonic plates like I have mentioned before so you have the Arabian plate and you have the African plate and these these two plates continuously have friction against each other and which causes seismic events so earthquakes uh, volcanic eruptions and all of the above causing 
pandemics, um, plague, um, disease, um, and 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 complete breakdown in civil and and um, the food, civil society in the food chain. Now, this is a I have mentioned this before. This is a central point. Uh, the Levant is a central point for three continents: Africa, Arabia, and Asia uh, on one side, and you have Europe on the other side. So people have to pass through here. They don't have a choice. So imagine today, New York, London. They were the biggest hit areas of of during COVID. Why? Because these are central points where people come and go. So they come with diseases and they go with disease, and they bring and spread the diseases. Um, even if it didn't start in this area, because of the fact that people are converging in this area and they're going to different uh, areas of the plan uh, of 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 the planet from from this area itself. They, you're sure 100% that they're going to bring all their plus and minus. That includes the diseases and the pandemics um, that they carry with them uh, and pick them up uh, from from meeting others, from trade areas, from uh, commercial interest, by uh, by social activity. You'll, this is really the the center point of of all travel and all. Um, problems and diseases that would have been magnified in this area. So this area constantly had to deal with uh, illnesses, plague, um, loss of life, uh, tribes getting ill, people dying, and their way of social distancing. So they had to social distance and keep their, their tribes away from each other if ever anyone knew that they were someone was sick someone was inflicted with a disease and they were tro- they were put in encampments further away from the city uh, just very much like you have um, you have uh, social distancing for the modern world uh, during the covid crisis uh, they had social distancing too in those days and their social distancing uh, were encampments in the desert, far away in the desert where no one existed, uh, passed through, no trade routes passed through, nothing passed through, um, and these trade and and they were just left there to die basically. Uh, this would have inc- existed for thousands of years, probably in the previous procession cycle too, for millions of years, because this um, this area of the Levant. Um, the fault line has been there for millions of years, hasn't changed. Uh, what has changed is every cycle the Earth ha- rotates around its axis, takes 25,920 years. And during that time, the sun, the effect, the direct effect of the sun onto the Earth the, the changes. So the Earth uh, goes around its axis. There will be times where different parts of the Earth uh, is hit by the sun in different uh, at different levels. Um, Prior to this, uh, prior to the desert, the Middle East going desert, it it was um, this area was not directly affected by the sun, and so the Middle East was conifers, uh, um, was forest, tropical forest, should I say, and then went on to become after the the sun directly changed and and hit the earth. 
at the same level where the Middle East sits today, all of a sudden this place goes desert. And as a result, the civil society, the civilization disappeared. So any pandemics, any issues, any problems could not be dealt with for the simple reason is that there's no civilization to take over. So the vacuum that it created meant people invented their own cock and bull stories in order for them to 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 take care of this problem. Um, and that is very, very important to say that. So tribes came and formed their own ideologies and, and really ridiculous ideologies, uh, pretending that God is saving them and they were saved from God. And by praying more, they pray more. They know that they're going to God. And I'm sure you can imagine all of the above, what they were going to say, what what happened, what transpired. Um, so having said that, now you have a Middle East in the desert with no civilization, no medical care. What do they do? Okay, so they have to socially distance themselves. And the way to distance themselves is form red zones. These red zones were called Makkas, Makkah. Okay, in in Hebrew, so they, these the, these zones uh, would have existed way before the Abrahamic countries uh, um, ideology started. Way before that, um, and it became institutionalized as religion during the time of uh, the Hebrews. Um, and like I mentioned very clearly. Um, the book of Levitus has a whole chapter on this, and you could read it uh, in the Old Testament. It's called the book of Levitus. I think it's it's chapter number thirteen, but I'm not really sure about the chapters. But look, just just type. Uh, sorry, it's. Uh, I apologize. I think it's chapter number three, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But you can look it up, Bible.ca, and you will see all about how it takes place. Um, what they did, what they didn't do, um, and how they discriminated against people. Well, for them, it was not a discrimination, but they, they, there was a lot of discrimination that went on and became worse and worse and worse. Um, for example, one of the lines says, and when the leper in whom the plague is, he shall dwell alone, the camp shall be his habitation. Um, so, there has been a lot of discrimination that's happened in these uh, makkas, as you say. Uh, the word makkah is in the Old Testament multiple times. It means wounds. You were not allowed to take its name. You were not allowed to say the word for fear. And from there you get honor killing. Uh, because anyone who had the plague or anyone who had leprosy, anyone who had skin diseases would be killed to save the honor of the tribe because the whole tribe would be then sent to Makkah, uh, to a Makkah in order to social distance. And that would be a big problem. Uh, these Makkahs then ended up becoming cities of refuge. Uh, these cities of refuge, when people from this area migrated into other lands to seek help because they, they you know, this was not working and they, they knew they were going to die here. This was a difficult area to stay. In Europe, these became leprosy colonies. Um, and I am going to talk today about leprosy colonies. Okay. So, um, Leprosy, okay, this particular term comes from the word, um, it's either, sometimes they call it in English leprosy colony, but in ancient 
Hebrew and ancient uh, Christian my- mythology. It the term is Lazaretto, which is derived from the uh, biblical figure or, or saint, as they call Saint Lazarus, who is said to be one of the first um, a, a cousin of Jesus. And when Jesus um, supposedly uh, went to his house and and met him. After coming out from the from the wilderness, uh, he realized that uh, Lazarus, his cousin, was was ill, and uh, I'm not sure if he if he died. If I, my memory recalls, um, I recall it correctly. Um, I do know that uh, Lazarus was afflicted afflicted with leprosy, and he dies, but um, Jesus helps him resurrect him from the dead. Um, but from the, his name, you get the word Lazaretto because his name is Lazarus. The, the Christian uh, saint, the Roman Catholic community makes him into a saint and he's called Saint Lazarus. Um, and from this Lazarus, you get Lazaretto. So these areas where these people of um, with with leprosy or as we call it now Hansen's disease or any skill ailment um, um, existed, they would be sent to these leprosy colonies. Uh, now, like I said, this these colonies went and became part of uh, Europe because the people from the Middle East uh, migrated and fled as refugees to Europe. Um, and many of these lazarets or lazarettos, these leprosy colonies in Europe, were operated by Christian um, monoistic houses. Uh, they were sort of like colonies, you know, uh, isolated colonies. It also had hospitals. There were hospices. Uh, they existed in all over the world. Okay, wherever the Christian communities or Christian missionaries, they existed. Um, they were widespread in the Middle Ages in Europe, um, and they went out of control. I'm I'm gonna have to say it. They went completely out of control because of, there was a lot of discrimination in these colonies. Uh, they also had um, their own money, okay? Because if leprosy and skin diseases could be transferred from one place, one uh, person to the other, it was contagious. Not leprosy, but other skin diseases were were contagious, and people thought one time that leprosy was also contagious. Uh, it's not true. Um, so they had their own money, own tokens, and these these colonies. Uh, then became part of Christian society wherever and whenever. And a lot of these colonies existed all over the world. So Europe, you have America, Canada, Brazil, South America, uh, all these places uh, had these colonies. In Japan, uh, they had colonies until very recently, uh, until 2001. And the government, the, the J- Japanese government, had a formal inquiry into what was happening over there, and they had to give compensation. Um, they they were made to pay compensation to 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 patients, uh, former patients. Now there was a lot of stigma around these um, um, leprosy colonies and um, untouchables. They were called they they were considered as untouchables. So. 
the people who banished you completely. Uh, there was an act in Hawaii, Kingdom of Hawaii passed an act to spread, to prevent the spread of leprosy. Uh, and until 1969, this law was still um, valid. Um, the Philippines was another place, also a Christian colony, had leprosy colonies, and that, and therefore the stigma existed, um, untouchability, as it was called. Uh, Again, not everywhere, but in certain places, in isolated places, uh, there were there were the Philip there were leprosy colonies. Uh, in China, there were leprosy colonies. Um, very poor health conditions, overcrowding, poor nutrition, um, poor medical treatments were given out to these people. Brazil, they had um, they had Brazil, uh, they had leprosy colonies there. Um, it was by law until 1962, and it was stopped in 1962, but in reality, it stopped only in the 1980s. Um, leprosy still exists all over the world, but these colonies existed until very recently, and no one talks about them. You will never have the church talk about them. You will never have any Abrahamic group talking about them. But it it, uh, it existed, and, and they were treated as untouchables uh, completely. Um, a lepr as leprosy became more and more curable, and the focus shifted uh, towards curing different aspects of the of the disease and and educating society um, as to how and and when leprosy takes place or these skin ailments takes place like like you see in today's world uh, doctors talk about any medical problem without any issue today and we're all eyes and years to to learn about this um now in canada okay let's let's go to north america okay um in america there were plenty of um leprosy colonies there was social isolation a stigma a huge stigma that uh, went along with it they were housed um it was only until the 1940s where cure emerged for this um situation but they they absolutely existed um like i mentioned there was a place in in on the um Hawaiian island called uh, Kalu Kalau Papa that was had a leprosy colony. Um, Canada had a, had leprosy colonies. So if you're wondering um, if it ever existed, yes, it did in Canada. Um, and I will sh tell you where it is. It was it was in BC. That's British Columbia. Um, no one ever talks about it, but it did exist, and the stigma attached to it um, comes down to untouchability and, and discrimination. Um, it was very, very tragic, and it was on the island, it was in BC, um, it was on the island of Arcee, the Arcee Island in British community. British Columbia. Um, it was also known by the Chinese community in British Columbia as the Island of Death. 
Okay. A lot of Chinese immigrants came in, coming from all over the world. Uh, should I say coming as migrants, laborers came and, and, and were dumped over here, suffering from leprosy. And they were left to die pretty much as is. So you see, leprosy colonies existed all over the world, especially in Abrahamic countries. As I've mentioned before, this leprosy uh, also became, th this, this concept of colonies, isolation colonies, quarantine colonies, uh, to quarantine people and so as to not mix about with, um, with others. Um, these were called Meccas. And they existed and then overflowed um, wherever the Islamic world existed. Um, and they became, this is what I call as, what they call as Kufar or Najas. Okay. Um, the Islamic terminology for people of this background, of, of such medical conditions, are called Kufar, uh, Najas, unclean, dirty impure and uh, they still they don't have leprosy colonies but they do have this terminology for people who do not um, ally with them their faith and their knowledge uh, because theirs is the only knowledge and the only ideology that will cure you from all diseases and it started in the Middle East specifically in the area around the Levant which means that there were many many um, People around their tribes were dying, who was, who were getting sick. Remember, Islam starts in 632, and just before that, in 536 AD, was the biggest, biggest uh, uh, volcanic eruption known to, uh, known in recorded history. Uh, and the pandemics that would have come out of it destroyed uh, civil society and brought empires down. Uh, during this time, during the 5th and 6th centuries. And this was the Gupta uh, Empire on the Indian subcontinent. You had the Chinese were affected by this. The economies of the world came down. Europe was affected by this. Uh, Mexico, um, the Mayan empires in Mexico were affected by this. Uh, the Justinian plague that came out of this earthquake called the um, 536 earthquake, um, 536 AD, so that was a very big earthquake that happened, volcanic er uh, eruption, should I say, not the earthquake, I'll take that back. And as a result of this, these pandemics just ran out of proportion. And Islam was born during this time. And uh, so the concept of kufr came from people who do not see the light. It was Islam came about and the ideology was invented, or should I say, as Muslims say, given by God, only to keep people clean. And it was to keep keep people clean in during this pandemic time. So it was a, a context behind this. And this context then gave birth to the concept of kufr. So if you do not follow us, you do not follow our ideology, you don't wash your hands. If you notice that Islam uh, has a lot of uh, washing hands, washing hands, washing uh, uh, your nose, it's called voodoo uh, before you pray. Um, and all of this was invented during the time of the pandemics. The worst one was 536 AD. And that is why you have um, the concept of kufr, which means someone who sees the light and sees the way uh, to clean yourself and to be uh, pure and to go to heaven after that, obviously. Um, 
so the concept of kufar, those those who can not see the truth, and not just is another word for it. Um, now, like I'm going to say again, the concept of of plague and, and pandemics around 11th existed way before Abrahamic times. It only uh, was institutionalized during the Abrahamic age and became ideological. This then overflows on the Indian subcontinent. But for today, we're not going to talk about that. We have talked about that before. Today is about leprosy colonies. I hope that every single one of you listening will go into Google, go into your research and search for leprosy colonies. Understand what leprosy colonies are. Um, do as much research as you can and spread the news. Talk to people about this and how they existed, untouchability, discrimination, all of the above existed uh, prior to this coming to the Indian subcontinent. And, and, and talk about this with your friends, spread the news and try and understand the source, which is uh, very important uh, for you to break down the barriers around um, the ills and of society, of Indian society as it is today. So leprosy colonies, uh, spread the word and spread the knowledge more importantly of what, how, when and what was the impact on the areas around um this time and this age so thank you very much for listening uh to me today and i hope to see you again soon tomorrow and i will be back with another podcast stay safe and have a great day